0: So thank you so much for having us again. It is always such a delight to be with you all at proximity. So wherever we've been in the world, we always uh, feel this really strong connection with you. And I think nothing more than when we're actually in the room with you physically, it's such a great thing. So thank you. Um, Now, Rich and I were chatting about how we're gonna do this. We've got about an hour and a quarter and we have got at least an hour and a quarter's worth of material, (laughs) so be warned. And uh, some of it will be us, but we're hoping that a lot of it will actually be you because mission is never about the people um, who've gone places. It's actually about everybody who knows Jesus. Um, there's a cheesy quote I once heard from uh, from J. John, who some of you may know. He says, um, a missionary is not someone who crosses the seas, it is someone who sees the cross. So, any of you who have seen the cross and recognised it's important, you are all called um, to make disciples and to go, whether that is right in your locality or far away. So, that's the kind of perspective we're going to be taking today. Um, now, at the start of family meals with my family, we've got a big family, my mum does this thing that we all laugh at. She always goes, These are the carrots. This is the chicken, and there's rice here, you can help yourselves. So she kind of introduces what's there, so I'm going to do that for you now. (laughs) This is Richard, (laughs) I'm Katie, (laughs) and uh, you can see to your left here some rope on the floor. We're going to be using that later to help you think about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. And um, we're going to take you through some reflection which will help you to think where you're at personally in terms of mission, in terms of seeing the world transformed. And we're gonna do some thinking about the things that stop us doing that, the barriers. And then we're gonna come out again, thinking again about how we can really be effective where we are and praying together. So that's the pre-intro, here's Rich with the real one.
1: That was very good. Okay, I'm gonna start with something challenging for you, which is a question. Okay, so you had Joe Gisby last month speaking to you about mission. Take 30 seconds, ask the person next to you, what do you remember about mission from Joe Gisby last month? And, and if you didn't see that or listen to that, you can just be honest and say that, okay? What do you remember from that? <laughs> that's, that's all right, credit for taking notes. Uh, you can be thinking about this uh, at home as well on Zoom. What do you remember about mission from Joe Gisby? Okay, you've had enough time. Uh, Any ideas, shout out and I'll speak them into the microphone as well, so people at home can remember. Anyone remember something? Your best days are still to come. Your best days are still to come, amen. Amen, Amen. that's good, I really agree with that. And that's because of our hope in Jesus and because of the reality of the Holy Spirit isn't it? Uh, anyone else? Okay he's shared about Links International and he shared about a great kind of diversity of stuff that Links International do with churches but also in business as well and equipping leaders which is all part of mission right good one more one more anything else? Oh, We are called to be different Different, I suppose, to the world without Jesus. Okay? Because we're living in a world uh, where the kingdom of God isn't fully come yet. And yeah, so there are people, there are actions which do not reflect the kingdom of God, and we're meant to be different to that. That is mission. Great. Okay, I'll just share, if as you can see on the screen, I'll just go back one, please, Katie, if possible. Here's something I remembered from Joe the light that shines the furthest, shines the brightest at home. And that was a quote that Joe gave us from CT Stud, who was someone who really gave up everything to be involved in mission. And he said, the light that shines the furthest, shines the brightest at home. Uh, It's a really inspiring quote about our light shining, but it's kind of challenging as well. If we just think about mission happening a long way away and we'll just go away somewhere else to do that then that's not really true actually it's our light that shines to people who know us best that's the light that we're going to take anywhere else as well okay okay let's see what else do you want to say well just briefly then I think you've got some good ideas about what mission is because of what Joe um, shared last month So, to make sure we're on the same page about mission, uh, here's a a definition I suggest. Mission is about action. It's about the growth of the kingdom of God. It's about every person and creation. It's about touching, impacting people and transformation. And, uh, if I can open my notes here. I'm just gonna ask you some uh, rhetorical questions to think about. I mean, do you believe that every person in your street is created by God with his good purpose? Do you think everybody around you is created by God with his good purpose? I do. Uh, Do you believe that every pupil in the school here and in every school here in Coringham and Stanford is known by God? Yeah. We really believe these things about God and about him as creator therefore obviously mission is about every person okay and Jesus taught this and showed us this in his life and his actions and of course there's the parable of the lost sheep here yes uh, God is like the good shepherd who would leave all the other sheep just to go and find just one okay and the other thing about mission which we could put up here uh, is that mission is something God is doing already and he's been doing it since the beginning of everything and he's going to keep doing it until the end of everything and everything is resolved with his kingdom fully come so God is doing it already we're not doing mission on our own in fact God is way ahead of us both in terms of time And space so it's not just our job to beaver away on our own we're joining in with something that God is doing okay and my final thing to say about this definition is something that Joe really shared with you what mission is and can be is really broad actually yes the church that you're part of here in proximity and the whole global church because there's one church under Jesus across the whole world is a really key part of mission and the growth of the church is really important for mission and God's kingdom to come but also honest and just enterprise serving those in need training education advocacy anything about God's kingdom coming fully and impacting people is all part of mission And that happens within church buildings and church organisations, and it also happens outside church buildings and organisations, thank God. Okay. I think Katie's got something for you to think about.
0: So again, you've heard some great definitions there. I want to remind you about this promise that came to the very, very first disciples. So this is what Jesus said to them um, just before he went back to heaven, after his resurrection. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the Holy Spirit... Will come on you and then you will be equipped to go to all these places and again most of you will be quite familiar with many of the scriptures that we touch on today but this one i think is really helpful when we think about mission so to those first disciples jerusalem was their immediate locality it was where they were then then judea was the surrounding area the region then um samaria beyond that further into perhaps their the wider country, and then to the ends of the earth would have been all the unreached places, some of the undiscovered places um, at that time. So we'd like to use that picture today to help you think about your locality, your region, um, perhaps the UK and Europe, and then the ends of the earth, perhaps unreached places, places far away. Um, And um, something that, as an occupational therapist, I love is when we think about learning, we don't just think about hearing it, we don't just think about reading it. And um, a technique we used also in our language learning is called TPR, which is a total physical response. So we'd love you to make a total physical response to this idea um, at the moment. So if you'll stand up where you are and You'll see over at the side of the room here, there is a slightly messy rope circle type target um, which has Jerusalem in the middle of it, which is your locality, Judea, your region samaria your country and the ends of the earth further beyond that and without thinking too hard about that i'd like you just to go to where you feel you are now in terms of mission in terms of where you focus your time and energy so if you could go and position yourselves um social distancing aside (laughs) so those who are uncomfortable with that because of covid you can let us know where you would place yourself it would be great to have a physical picture of where you think you are and as a community, where are you spending most of your time and energy um, in mission at this time. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So, kind of, as I thought, there's quite a lot of people right in the middle um, or heading towards that way. Would anybody like to um, tell, tell the group where you've why you've put yourself where you have for for mission right now we'll give the mic over
2: I've just said I've just said to Joyce that um the big challenge to me at the moment is about being back with my family um so yeah that's why
0: so in the moment back in Jerusalem even though other places are on your heart
2: so yeah same as rosemary sort of my jerusalem is my
0: family and then i've got one foot in the sort of regional judea cuz i see the hospital
2: as as a lot of my mission work as well even though you can't really do mission but you sort of can as well you, it's the presence thing yeah for a long time for me it was far like the ends of the earth. But now I feel more the challenge of, uh, of, of being focused here in this region, in, in this town. And I'm not very good with neighbors still. I still, <laughs> I find it easier to go to Africa <laughs> than to speak to my neighbors. So I really feel a challenge a challenge yeah, in my local area.
3: Yeah, I think that's the same with me at the moment. I'm sort of more challenged about prayer walking locally. However, i really, really, really missed um, not going to the Balkans for two years because of COVID.
4: Well, I'm really not sure where I should call my Jerusalem, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in Stanfordly Hope and Coringham so at the at the moment, so that's my Jerusalem, and my family is I, is here as well. And well, I wish I could grow a third leg,
3: <laughs> somewhere
4: else, but I think my focus is mainly Stanfordly Hope because that's where I live, and like uh, God said that we pray for the peace of Jerusalem so that we can also live in peace because I want peace for myself and so, and also uh, because I I work in the performance college where we have a lot of students from all over the country and all over, I mean, even Europe as well. So uh, my plan, my focus is to see those students, um, not necessarily convert them to Christian, Christianity, but live a fulfilled life as they will be going out to influence. Yeah,
2: again, um, family, friends and neighbours. Um, and one of the reasons is because I've got a lot of family and a lot of friends that don't know Jesus and they really need him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm Yeah, I'll just take
0: take the mic round to, to Gemma because you couldn't get across all the ropes. Sorry, where would you have placed yourself? <laughs>
2: to put my trainers in the middle. (laughs) I was like I'm not getting there but I might put my shoes in. (laughs) Um, So I would put myself in the middle I think especially with the school stuff that's very much I think for many of us felt like a call to this town and this community and you know we've watched we've watched a lot of young people kind of grow up and and become adults all of a sudden. Um, yeah, Yeah. Brilliant!
0: Thank you so much and um, the good news is you're going to get to do this again at the end but we're thinking about where would you like to be in the future. So This is a great picture of where you're at now and we're hearing great insights and ideas from you already. We'll see if in an hour's time you would still place yourself in the same place for the future.
1: Well well done, you're doing very well so far. You're doing everything that we're asking of you so this encourages us to ask more of you. and. I just wanna reflect back uh, that a a lot of you, perhaps all of you realize that mission is something you wanna do really right where you are and with the people closest to you. And that's a wonderful heart uh, to have. Um, And also I heard that that can actually be the most challenging place to do mission. Okay, we'll share some of our story now, which did involve going to the ends of the earth for us, to different nation, different culture. Of course has challenges but there's the challenges of shining our light brightest as home as well and also today we'll have a chance to pray for some of those challenges okay but here we are talking to you and you may not know much about our story uh, so we'll just share a little bit of that now um today we are back in Essex and it feels like a homecoming for us because for well certainly for Katie 20 years uh, we lived in Colchester, I- in Essex. Um, so it's great to be back here. Um, Katie and I met in Colchester. We got married in Colchester. Actually, I uh, became a believer whilst I was in Colchester in 1999. Um, and let's tell you some stories from Mission in Colchester, just to give you a flavour of what Mission could be. First of all, Katie, if you want to share about street pastors.
0: So um, when, yeah, soon after Rich and I met and got married, we began doing prayer rooms in Colchester and we began meeting with different people and doing we kind of had a rhythm of prayer throughout the week we weren't an established prayer community at that time we were just kind of learning about prayer and learning about community Um, but we had different times of prayer throughout the week and one of the slots that we chose to take with a couple of friends was prayer walking the streets from 10 p.m until 2 a.m um because coming kind of out of our 20s when we'd been doing a fair bit of pubbing and clubbing and late night activity we realised there were needs um, on the streets at that time so we began prayer walking with just first of all with just one friend of ours called Mike Um, and soon after we began doing that we had a little prayer base in the town centre then we'd walk out we met a guy called Mark who was um, a brand new Christian at the time and he'd been homeless himself and had come through addiction and was that really passionate, brand new Christian. Um, he was, when we met him, he was having a phase where he only wore white, <laughs> which wasn't essential. Um, and he had a kind of the thorns, like the thorn of crown, the crown of thorns tattooed around his wrists as a sign of how committed he was to Jesus. So it was fairly hardcore, but um, he also was praying during the middle of the night. So Rich, Mike and I and Mark were praying around Colchester Seeing various needs and basically in the year that followed that, um, we met a number of other people in town who were saying they wanted to see something happen for young people in the streets and uh, basically street pastors got started, which was brilliant, it was around the same time it started in London and we were able to join in with that um, national initiative and um, I think the point of the story is basically that it started simple it was a couple of us two or three of us who said we can see a need let's begin to pray about it let's pray let's walk let's see what God shows us and then around us God did a whole lot more than we could have imagined and I'm not sure if street pastors is still going on in Colchester but it certainly went on for a lot of years afterwards and to take the line that Rich took from Joe is that the light that shines brightest at home, shines furthest away. The four of us who began that prayer walking, within four years, all of us had gone to other countries. So Mark went to Malawi, Mike went to North Africa, and a couple of years after that, we went to Turkey. And at that point, when we were praying at midnight, none of us were saying, we're gonna go to the ends of the earth. We were saying, let's pray for these people in front of us now, but God challenged us. So I would say mission breeds mission. So start doing it and see what God does.
1: Yeah, very true. And also the key thing there is about prayer. Because we can sometimes undervalue prayer. But something that Proximity Church has is prayer. I mean, you really commit and give time to prayer. Probably more than any other church I've ever come across, to be honest. Okay. Um, So this is a massive advantage for mission. Uh, and this is what we found this photo at at the bottom here is from our home in Colchester and it was a home that God gave us okay because we were part of a boiler room community in Colchester we prayed uh, and then a group of churches uh, invited us to go and pray on this new neighborhood and they gave us a big house to go and do it in and uh, we moved in to this big house just when our son Moses was born and he's now 12. And guess what? It was people from Proximity Church, Stanford Boiler Room Community, as was, who came up with probably, I think, Steve's dad's van and they moved all our stuff (laughs) and put us into this house and got us started there. So thank you, Uh, you're part of our journey. But this is something that God did because we were praying God opened up next steps for us and we could never have afforded to buy that house or live in that house. But God gave it to us and it was a new neighbourhood where there wasn't any church. So God placed us in the exact place where he wanted mission to happen. And these are some of our neighbours and friends. Okay, as you probably know and Katie just mentioned, we did go out of Colchester to a distant nation and that nation was turkey and this photo at the top is probably one of the photos that has the most effect on me emotionally when i see it because the date was the 20th of february 2014 uh this is all our stuff kind of i can't say it's all our stuff in the world but we would reduced our stuff down to these six cases on two airport trolleys. We'd arrived in Izmir Airport at 10 o'clock in the evening. This is our son Moses, he was four years old. Um, And I look at that expression on his face and it's exactly what I feel when I see it. It's like excitement because we've been praying and God had led us there for eight years. Before that, we'd been visiting Turkey We'd done prayer rooms with the church, the church was doing a church plant, they were inviting us to come. Clearly, God had led us to that point. Church communities, including this church community, prayed for us and sent us. So it's clearly something God was doing and it's so exciting to be part of that. But then, of course, there's the emotion of, oh, no, what are we doing? We've like left everything to go to a new place. We don't know the language ah and also obviously to take a small child into that you just think what am I doing what am I doing to them but uh, credit to Moses I'm so proud of him how he uh, just went for it and uh, now Turkey is actually part of him and he feels at home in Turkey as much as he does in the UK yes So again, there's prayer and there's also, okay, we can say, yeah, these are these big steps of mission. But the big steps actually usually are lots of little steps that God is leading you in. And it's the Holy Spirit that is moving you. And let's try and find the river of the Holy Spirit that is guiding us and lifting us and taking us and empowering us uh, to do mission one more story
0: yeah i mean so i remember the early days in turkey i was scared to even go out of the house because i'd be like oh my goodness but i don't know the language i don't know the people if i catch a bus into town and then can't find the bus stop to get back how will i get back home it was so just had to just be like god just help me just give me the strength just to step out of the door so it's those little steps and gradually i learned to step out of the door gradually i learned my way to the market gradually we met people and found they were friendly um Just a comment I'd make, we we mentioned refugees here. Um, In that first year we were in Turkey, there was a massive influx of refugees from Syria to Turkey and we had some chance to um, work alongside them. And back in Reading now, we're also having chances to meet with refugees. Um, And then just to mention this picture, these are a very special family. This woman here in the corner, one of the most inspiring people I know had uh, dream about Jesus and had a miraculous encounter with him. And, and she's been spending the last probably eight years now praying to see God transform her family. And if you ever go to visit her little fishing village where she lives, she'll walk around again step by step. She's like, This village is God's, this town is God's, God's going to be king here. And then um, she has vision for her family, vision for her village, vision for the region. And um So she does various jobs. Her husband works as a fisherman um, and they work together by doing stuff as a family. Her mother, at the end of the table there, made a commitment just last year. And you could see on her face, she's a woman who carries the weight of the world, has had a hard life. And that summer in the garden, she said, I accept this for me. You could just see the weight lift from her shoulders. And um, in the months that followed, we were able to look at the Bible with her, she was able to forgive people who she'd long held grudges against. And again, you just see the light of Jesus transforming her as she began to hear what God was saying to her and obey it.
1: Thank you, God. And so in Turkey, we lived in Turkey for seven years. We lived in three different places and five different houses. Uh, we prayed. We were part of uh, two uh, church plants in Turkey. We prayed and we tried to follow and obey what God was asking us to do, but we also had some really difficult times and, uh, yeah, some big disappointments actually uh, being there. However, we really liked being there, and God always provided, and He provided the next step, and the next people to meet, and the next people to share with. Um, but now we're living back in the UK, actually in Reading, um, and that wasn't easy to to move back. Um, And that's a bit, that can happen, you know, you have a very clear call to somewhere, God provides, he gets you there, and then the season changes, and it's time to come back or to go somewhere else. And so the reason we came back was our son, this is Moses now, he's 12 years old, he started secondary school in the UK, uh, education for him really wasn't working out that well in Turkey so that was a big reason to come back um, my mother also needed us to be closer so I could visit uh, her and look after her so these are the, the right reasons to come back but it's still we're, we're now left with this question at the bottom and I guess we're here today to help you to ask that question as well And you're already thinking about it, obviously, from your responses earlier. The question is, what does mission look like for us now? And we're asking that question, and we're helping you to ask this question this morning and also to pray for it. Okay.
0: So I'm going to give you um, three M's about motivation for mission. So we are gonna revisit perhaps what mission means for Rich and I now that we're back in Reading in England, but we're gonna move on to helping you think, what does mission look like for you lot here in Stanford now and further down the line? So I'm gonna do these really quickly because we want you to have plenty of time to do the things, do the activities as well. So I would say that for me, mission has just always been part of my life so I grew up in a Christian family and um, they were great they just always always said this is about God touching the world pretty much and we always had different people in our house all that kind of thing so I'd say rela- um, mission is about relationship it's about me this is the first thing it's about me and you so it's easy to say oh, mission is about that person who went there or mission is about someone else who is really good at sharing their faith so there's always someone else who could do it actually it's about me and it's about you it has to be about us and it's about the relationship we have with God so just have a little think um is there ever like a friend that you've got you think oh I would just really love my mum to meet that friend or, I'd really love my friend to meet that friend can you just take a moment is there anyone like that that you've ever known yeah, You know that feeling, you think, oh, I really want that person to meet them. So I felt like that when I met Rich. I was like, oh, I just really want my friends to meet Rich. I want my family to meet Rich. And I really want them to love him too, because I really love him. So it's that kind of that kind of thing. That should be the motivation. If we've met Jesus and he's transformed us, touched our lives, for me it's kind of there's a motivation that comes not because I must share about God but because God is so amazing I want everyone to know about him and isn't it unfair if they don't get to meet him there's a kind of there's a bit of injustice when you think about places that never hear because they just don't get the chance if we've met Jesus and he's amazing let's share about him because he's good and Another motivation, again, it's one that many of you will know, Jesus gave this great commission, which is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And then later on, we're going to give you a little tool that is about how we can enable people to obey the commands that Jesus gave. Because we would say, I would say in terms of, reaching people and seeing people transformed is enabling them to hear the words of Jesus and obey them Um, again we can remember go really easily go and do it make disciples but actually what we want to see we want to see them obeying the commands of Jesus because that is the mandate the M the mandate that he gave us and again another kind of it's from Revelation it's something that I saw early on in my life and it used to make me cry when I was a child it's there's this at the end of time there is going to be a multitude that no one can count standing there in front of the throne of Jesus from every tribe every people every nation every tongue saying Jesus is Lord and um, I want to be part of that I don't know about you, but when we think of that, think of the people next as these people who've been through great suffering. all the people we met in Turkey would have been, 90% of them would have been rejected by their families if they made a choice to serve Jesus, if they made a choice to follow him. Um, for people in England, it's their sacrifices to make if you meet Jesus. But one day, you not know God's story, there's a beautiful relationship at the beginning in the garden with God. And at the end, there is going to be a multitude praising God. Done.
1: Yeah, I'll not just reminded of uh, something that motivated me for mission uh, when we first visited Turkey in 2006 um, the church in Izmir at that very same time we're doing a night of prayer and it was I think their first night of prayer and that was the time we were visiting the church so this obviously something God basically uh, arranged that we could be part of as well so we were praying in Izmir which is the third largest uh, city in Turkey in the middle of the city on top of a kind of skyscraper where the uh, church was meeting at the time we could see across this city of three million people so you couldn't see anything else apart from city actually you know it's all city in the middle of the night uh, and it was Ramadan so all the uh, minarets of the mosques were lit and lit up green because that is the holy color for Muslims um, so You could kind of see the city, but most of all, you could see all these minarets across all these millions of people. And yeah, we looked out and we thought, well, statistically in this city of more than three million people, there's gonna be probably less than a thousand believers within three million people and most of those people would be secret and isolated and not able to tell anyone because of fear and not able to join in with a church because there's no church near them and you just think oh we need to we need to tell people we need to give people a chance to hear about Jesus because this is the kingdom coming is that people from every nation and every people group will be in front of Jesus worshipping him and until we do that the kingdom's not the kingdom's not come okay
0: Brilliant. so we're going to take you now into a bit of reflection for yourselves um called a SWOT analysis I think it's next isn't it yeah so You'll see on the table in front of you a sheet of A4 paper. Could you all take a piece of A4 paper in your hand and wave it? It's got a bit of activity going on. <laughs> Rich and I are going to do this as well, so it's not just like we're making you do homework. <laughs> we're going to do it as well. Okay, can you have the next slide up, please? No. So, If you would like to fold your paper into four you can if you want to just freehand draw across you can look richard our origami expert fold his paper in half (laughs) (laughs) so if you've done your folding into four you should have a lovely piece of paper divided into quarters and in those quarters you could write s W, O and T, shown by Richard here. This is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And yes, he is like the air steward, walking down the plane, showing you exactly what to do. (laughs) Thankfully, we're not issuing life jackets. So when it comes to you and mission, how do you find it? Again, some people find this difficult, some people find it easy. But um, I'd like to. There's a few questions that we've put on here. So I'll talk you through them, but if you want to just crack on, go for it. So basically, strengths it's what do you bring to this? What do I do easily? What motivates me? So there may be things in your life that you love doing that you don't think are related to mission. It may be that you love dancing, maybe the it may be that you love spending time with friends it may be that you're motivated by getting out to watch football matches I don't know what it is it's different things for each person but they're the strengths the things that God has given you some of the things you're naturally good at and anyone who's a believer if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're recognising Jesus Lord. That is a strength that you have. You have your identity in Christ. That's your foundation for everything. And again, I'm, I'm going to stick with the two positive ones. And I'm going to go with opportunities from there. It's like what kind of people and places. So I'd say mission is always about people and places. What people do you know? What places do you regularly go to? Are there places or people you're specifically invited to is there a neighbour that invites you for a cup of tea is there a place where you have a role or permission to be then I want to stop talking weaknesses threats barriers weaknesses I think we're good at acknowledging the things that we find hard situations we might avoid Um, and then threats or barriers what might prevent you from sharing or feeling that you can be salt and light in a particular place so without me talking we're going to give you about five minutes to think about that i'd say this is a starter rather than an end point because it may just get you thinking for later we're gonna ask you to wind up, but if you feel you started and you want to add more to this later, then we would definitely recommend that you do. Also that perhaps you take them to your house churches. If as community, you're beginning to think about how can we see more mission happening as part of proximity, then these could perhaps form the basis for some discussion and prayer with those you're regularly sharing with.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I just wanted to ask you which of those squares was the hardest to fill out which was the hardest to fill out strengths sorry threats and and, sorry (laughs) threats and barriers okay any other tricky ones opportunities seeing those opportunities okay thanks well the good news is about barriers threats and barriers we're going to do something to pray for that in a minute okay um but first i wanted to encourage you Uh, As we said at the beginning, God is doing mission, and he has been for the whole of time, and he will will do mission until everything is uh, completed, okay? Um, And because of that, God gives us the Holy Spirit to do mission, okay? And we know that because Jesus said to his followers, don't worry, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, And he will teach you about everything I've, remind you about everything I've commanded. And you'll receive power through the Holy Spirit to do mission. Okay, so when you look at your paper and you think about, oh, my weaknesses, or, oh, I'm not sure if I've got many strengths, this isn't just about you, okay? The Holy Spirit breathes on you and brings out your strengths, shows you the opportunities, heals your weaknesses, enables you to overcome the barriers okay the Holy Spirit is with you uh, I'll just share a couple of stories that I thought of from right when I first became a believer to illustrate this okay so I think I'll go with um, no Holy Spirit first okay so I sort of end on a high in these stories so the no Holy Spirit story was Right, I became a believer in 1999. I was living in Colchester, as you, as you heard earlier. Uh, becoming a believer was a shock to me, okay? I went to church in London and encountered Jesus through the Holy Spirit and said, right, I've definitely got to follow Jesus. Then I went back to Colchester and I didn't know any believers at all in Colchester. And so I was working with a nice group of people, a really social workplace, and i knew right i need to tell people about jesus because i'm a christian now okay so the the workplace had a social every month in the pub right i'm going to tell my colleagues about jesus now we're in the pub together oh i feel a bit nervous though so uh, i'll have a drink (laughs) well i don't i don't know if it's quite the right time yet i'll have another drink (laughs) you can see where this is going don't you Well, you know, I had several drinks. I mean, that was part of what I did uh, before Jesus transformed me. And so I did regularly drink a lot when I was socializing, okay? And I kind of needed to. And I drank too much on that night. I was drunk. I did share about being a believer, I think, (laughs) with my colleagues. (laughs) But I can't remember that, and I don't think they can okay so this is not the right type of spirit is it to be sharing with okay i was trying to do it but it was completely right my plan and then not receiving the holy spirit okay though that's that's the how not to do it story the how to do it story is on that very day when i met jesus so it was the holy spirit really yes powerfully encountering with me So I had a big infilling of the Holy Spirit where it means, you know, you really receive the Holy Spirit and it really comes into you in such a way you you can't think of anything else. Okay, so there I was in London. I also had friends in London at the time who also weren't believers, but I was close to them. So I was in this church in central London and I knew, okay, it's going to be difficult for me to share this with my friends. So I knew I need to go straight away to tell them. But this was this was a Holy Spirit thing. Okay. I didn't go to the pub on the way. I went straight to their house. And they all happened to be at this one house in London, which was kind of unusual anyway. So there they all were. I came in through the door. Guess what? I've been to church. I'm going to follow Jesus. And we sat down and we talked about it. And it was absolutely the right time and they were very respectful and they were interested but of course they probably also thought well we'll see how this goes you know (laughs) but that was the Holy Spirit moment to go and do it and at that point I knew I had to do it that weekend I couldn't put it off to do it the next weekend because I knew I had the Holy Spirit in me to overflow to my friends so Jesus also does promise us fruit, by the way, in John, the Gospel of John. Uh, But that fruit comes when you are remaining in him because he is the whole vine, the whole uh, energy and life that all life comes from. And the way we connect with him is by remaining in the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, doing the things the Holy Spirit is asking us to do at those times so my message is don't be uh, discouraged when you look at your paper remember the Holy Spirit is breathing over all of that okay but do try and seek the Holy Spirit when you're trying to take steps out okay and the Holy Spirit will empower and help you but we do remember that on our paper there are particularly those threats, those barriers, those things that are kind of stopping us taking steps. And I think, Katie, would you put up the masking tape now? I think that's what we need to do. Yes, that's a good idea. So if you want an example from my life in terms of something that's a barrier or a threat at the moment, is that I work in a school much like this one, but in Reading, Um, and Uh, There's a a Christian youth work organisation and the local church and me as a member of staff in the school. We're saying to the school, hey, we could do a Christian union, we could do a a club for the young people, the students in the school. Can we do that? And at the moment, well firstly, the member of staff who is meant to be asking the head teacher like didn't ask the head teacher about a month and I kept asking them and they kept not asking and now we're not getting any response at all from the leadership team so that's an example of like a barrier there's something that could happen for mission and the kingdom of God in the school but it's just like it's like a kind of brick wall or it's like worse than a brick wall because it's not even an answer yes or no it's kind of fog or confusion so that's something that i would identify and i have done on my paper as a barrier or a threat <laughs> sorry i'm just <laughs> great uh, problem solving here at the front with the, the masking tape so i would write on the. you see there's some post-its on your table can you write any barrier or threat that you see at the moment okay for mission okay in your life or in the play particularly it's about the places where you are and the people that you're with okay so write that sorry I'm stealing their post-it write that on the post-it the post-it is gonna go on these pieces of masking tape here we will then pray for this together okay so take two minutes to write down and stick it on the masking tape here Thank you. Okay, can I ask you, if you're able to, can you stand up please? Okay, so do you believe that the Holy Spirit is available for you to help you in these places uh, to be part of mission? Do you believe the Holy Spirit is available for you? Okay, so we're in a place of faith to pray for the Holy Spirit then in these places that's good we've got that together okay and i think the way i'd like to pray is let's pray all together at the moment okay and let's just pray for the places that all of us are going to and the challenges that people are facing in those places to do mission okay so let's pray for that all together now please Thank you for being willing to do that. I think you can sit down again, thank you. It's interesting when you do these uh, prayer activities, it's always a bit, something happens a bit more than you expect when you just think of it. That's the first time I've done that. And I was just thinking of, it's such a sign of authority, isn't it? That it's really, usually it's the queen or some important person. They are the ones that have the authority to break through but we have someone the prince of princes the king of kings the person jesus in authority over everything in the universe so of course he's the one who can say yeah of course let's open that up so let's be encouraged to keep praying for that opening rosemary yes that's right yes that's right that's right we are His children, aren't we? The children of God. So we can go through as he opens it up for us.
0: Yeah, so totally, Rosemary, is that all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, said Jesus, and he gives it to us, gives it to you. Yeah, absolutely. And so something that we referred to earlier on is that mission is about obedience. So it is following this, um, that God has given us authority. And it is to enable people to obey the commands that Jesus gave us and um, we're going to flash up a, a QR code at the end for this, but this is a tool that we've used a lot and we really recommend it as a way of enabling people to discover more about Jesus to discover the commands that he gives and then to learn to obey them and again we I pray that out of this that having identified some of these things you'll begin to identify some actions that the Holy Spirit is asking of you so that you can obey as well but we'll just move on to the next we're going to go back to Jerusalem Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth but again so you were there at the beginning and we had a really clear picture of where as a community you're at now um so if all these barriers that you've identified were to be lifted and go where would you then place yourself where would you place yourself as you look to the future um i'm going to invite you to come back over to the rope area um, and position yourself if it's the same place as the beginning that is absolutely fine because you may have a strong sense that God's called you to be here or to be with your family um, but we'd love to get you to come back again and then we'll finish by praying together about that as you're a prayer community <laughs> so come over again so there's lots of action this morning Ooh, there's a bit more of an empty centre. Ooh, that's a challenge, isn't it? Proximity. At the beginning of today, everybody was standing in Jerusalem. But as we've thought more about mission, uh, proximity community is moving outwards through Judea into the region, into Samaria, into the nation. And there's a few people who are at the ends of the earth. What a lovely picture. So I'm gonna really, as you are a prayer community, what I'd like to do is really pass the microphone out and say anyone who's wanting to pray um, for mission to expand. Um, what? Yeah, I'll go with the mic. Ah, I'm gonna offer it to you in a slightly threatening way. <laughs> look at your toes, look at your toes. <laughs> Anybody who'd like to pray for yourselves or for your community as you stand with your feet in these different places. So pray that God will send this community. I think that's one of your key words, isn't it? Sent. Yeah. Encounter. Something and sent.
4: What was it, encounter? Okay. Yeah. My actually my prayer will be praying for the church generally to see the needs around them rather than was out on the field because it seems that we are so good at seeing what's happening somewhere else and not seeing what's happening next door and so Lord I just want to pray that you will open our eyes to the needs around us and needs that uh, are just, I mean as it were on our nose rather than what's out there in the wide world that Lord you will send us to our communities And to uh, areas around our communities to see the gospel and your light shine in those communities in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Father God, uh, in these days I pray that as a community we would put our hands afresh into your hand. Father God, in these uncertain days in our world, you are our rock, our hope, our salvation. You are the one who, um, you you are the wonderful counselor. You are the one who looks upon the nations of the world and sees. And Father God, we want to be those who when you see us, Uh, We are those whose eyes are searching for You and ready to shift at Your command. Father God, we do not know what the future holds, but we know that You are the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And Father God, make us um, flexible and ready in these days to serve You Um, right here in our families, in our community, um, in this nation and to the ends of the earth, whatever that means. And when the ends of the earth come to us, uh, make us those who have a welcome and a word uh, and who can be Jesus for them in your holy name. Amen.
3: just feel a little bit prophetic here. Um, For some who perhaps haven't moved, uh, I'd put that down to determination to say, this is where I wanna be and this is where I'm gonna declare uh, Jesus. For others, there's uh, a stretching involved. They're gonna be stretched. We're gonna be stretched because we've got our feet planted in different places and that's um, a big challenge big opportunity for us and for some for all of us maybe uh, change uh, will come because we've been challenged today and we've changed where our feet are and we want to see God doing something in that so I pray Lord um, whatever our stance today uh, may it be determined and convinced Um, by your Holy Spirit that this is where we should be and this is what we should be doing with our lives
2: yeah just a short one I just want to bring our young members up Lord because they're the future Um, yeah give every young child every young adult um, the strength and um, yeah take away their barriers and Father I just pray that Us older ones will always be there to support them and to encourage them in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: I'm just going to say a prayer. I feel like I'd like to pray for proximity, then Rich will put just one last slide up, which I don't think demands any more activity. (laughs) Yeah, just to help us with thinking. But Father God, I want to thank you that proximity is a community um, that has sent and that also receives people. And I want to ask that you'd continue to stretch and grow them in this next phase, God, from the youngest through to the oldest and everybody in between. God, that each person would know what small steps they can take in their schools, in their, even in their nurseries, God, with their friends, um, right through to people who we know from workplaces, and people who we meet in the streets. God, I ask that you would enable proximity to be um, reaching the world in the ways that that you would reach it. So Holy Spirit, fill um, and empower and equip proximity to go to the places you want them to go. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yeah, please sit down again. Yes, we're, we're at the end and it's even three minutes early. Amazing. It went quickly, did it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good sign, isn't it? The river of the Holy Spirit is carrying us along. That's a good thing. So these are the things to think about. What did you discover about your part in mission today? It may not have been something new. It may have been a confirmation that you've been thinking about for a while. What step? will you take it might not be this afternoon it might not be this week remember you have the Holy Spirit with you who will be guiding you and giving you guidance about timing but there will be a step to take if you believe in Jesus because it's part of us obeying Jesus that we are part of mission so there will be a step to take at some point so you need to think about what your step is and You're not on your own. You're part of a great church community here. You pray together, which is a massive, massive advantage that you have and keep doing that. And so you have your house churches and your friends here to share with. So the next time you meet together, why not share something about what you learned today? Perhaps particularly I'd highlight the opportunities and the threats part of your reflection Uh, pray for the opportunities but also continue to pray when there are difficulties or questions or challenges that are coming up and then you'll be welcoming more of the the Holy Spirit to work in those situations Oh and we mentioned very quickly, we didn't have lots of time to talk about it but we found this tool uh, which is about reading the Bible with people who are interested and getting them to think about what the word is saying to them and then how to put that into practice. This is a useful tool that we're still doing with people. Um, I'm doing it online with a friend of mine from Turkey actually still. Um, and we we enjoy that. So there's a suggestion for you and there's a QR code for you there. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, It's been really helpful for me, because I'm asking that question, what does mission look like for me now? So thank you for giving me a chance to think about it.
0: I was going to say, if you've got any questions, then you can ask them now, or we're we're here as you kind of finish up. If you've got anything else you'd like to know (laughs) about any of these things, we'd like to tell you more. And this um QR code takes you to a nice website which gives you um even more detail. Would you like to hear one more story? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes, we want. <laughs> we want it.
0: Yeah. So this study, or oh, there's just lovely stories about people who begin reading their Bibles. they see what Jesus command, and they be- command, they begin to um obey him. I'm going to do two quick ones, two, it's naughty. So back in England here, when Mo was born, we started a spirituality for mums course. Again, this might be useful to those of you with young children. We just noticed that mums who started to have children were suddenly asking questions about life that they hadn't asked before. And it's a whole unique phase, I would say. So we did this spirituality course, a friend of mine, and I began doing it. And after about doing it for about three weeks, three or four weeks, um, one of our friends there, so we began to do some of these Bible studies. Um, she said, oh, I went to Tesco this week. And I was like, right. She goes, and, uh, there was a homeless man outside asking for money. So I always just walk past them because there's so many people who do that. And she said, but because we'd read the Bible last week and I'd learned that God thinks everyone is really precious, I felt I had to give something to him. So he said, I gave him a quid or whatever. And she's like, but it was the first time in my life I'd ever done that. And it's because I've read in the Bible that these people are precious and I wanted to obey God. So real simple one. That's the kind of change you might see. Um, The picture of the Turkish family that you saw um, earlier in our presentation. The mother in that family, again, she started reading the Bible with us, having never read it. She read the command of Jesus to forgive people. She said, I know I need to forgive my brother. And she'd not spoken to him for... I don't know how many years, 15, 20 years, they began, she said, I know, I want to obey Jesus. I had to forgive him. She forgave him and there was reconciliation in their whole family. So those are the kind of changes you can expect to see.
1: Sorry, it's not a story. I just want to add, because that, this is just based on reading Bible passages and asking questions. So the advantage of it is it's not a course that you get to the end of, and then you have to wait for someone else to write another course for you, okay? So you do it with people, and you're equipping them to go on and read the Bible with someone else, okay? So this is something to think about when you do mission. You don't just want people who are just gonna say, yes, I believe, and that's it. You want people who will, yes, yes, encounter Jesus and believe, But then know how to share that with others and equip those people to follow Jesus. I mean, that's how the kingdom comes, isn't it? Okay.